This is America on Par, a powerful punch of political punditry in a pithy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. Are you living the American dream? Right now, today, can you say, yep, I'm living the American dream? Or maybe I haven't achieved the American dream, but I'm on my way. I'm getting there. Or do you think that today the American dream is simply beyond reach? Well, that was the question that was recently asked by the American Enterprise Institute's survey on community and society. And the way Americans answered that question gave me hope. That's why I wanted to share this news with you, because maybe it can rebuild or restore your hope in this country, too. But beyond just the feel-good aspect of the results of the survey, there's something deeper. There's something that's more meaningful about how people responded to these questions about the American dream. I don't know if even the American Enterprise Institute fully realizes the implications of the answers they receive, but once you see it, it will change how you view this country, the reason it exists, and what the phrase, the American dream, even means in the first place. Let's start with the answer to that first question. Are you living the American dream? 40% of the respondents answered Yes, I am living the American dream. 40%, 4 out of 10. That's a pretty big number. In addition to the 40% who say they are living the American dream, another 40% said they are on their way to achieving the American dream. 40% said, I'm living it today. And another 40% said, I'm on my way. I'm getting closer. That's 8 out of every 10 Americans who believe that not only is the American dream real, but that it's something they can have in their own personal reality. It's real for them. The dream is alive in us. 18%, however, said the American dream is out of reach for their family. Now, in this day and age, when we look at polls like this, we see some people look like they are pro-American and positive and optimistic about this country. We think, well, those people are just right-wing nut jobs. It's just the conservatives or just the Republicans who are living the American dream. And it's got to be the Democrats who are so pessimistic that they think the dream is out of reach for them. Typical rich Republicans living the American dream. Typical socialist Democrats who think this country doesn't even matter anymore. And then we've got to blow it up and start all over. But see, that's not actually what this poll is saying. When you dig deeper into these numbers, the optimism and the pessimism are not partisan, at least not as much as so many other areas of of things going on in our nation today. Remember, 18% of Americans overall say the American dream is out of reach for them and their family. Break it down by party, and you see 19% of Democrats say it's out of reach. It's pretty close to the national number overall, 19 to 18. But the number of Republicans who say it's out of reach is, is a bit lower, at 12%. However, the group that's most pessimistic about the American dream isn't Republicans or Democrats, it's independents. 22% of independents say it's out of reach. And even that isn't too far away from the national average, but it shows that party affiliation isn't the biggest reason for optimism or pessimism on this survey. There's a bigger difference between Republicans and independents than there is between Republicans and Democrats. 
There aren't many areas of American life where that's true today. The partisan divide shows up in poll after poll. Do you think the country's on the right track or the wrong track? Do you approve or disapprove of the president? The partisan divide in those questions can be as high as 60%. Do you homeschool your kids? Do you attend church regularly? Are you pro-abortion? What TV shows do you watch? All of those have a grand canyon of a partisan divide. But on the question of are you living the American dream, are you on your way, or is it simply out of reach? That cuts across party. On this question, you see not only is the American dream alive and well, but the melting pot is still cooking too. But even more startling than the lack of a partisan divide is the lack of a racial divide. Ever since Ferguson, this country has become more and more divided along race. At least that's what we see on the evening news and in our Facebook feeds. White privilege and Black Lives Matter and border detentions and Harvard's admitting standards, all of it boils down to the color of your skin, right? Right? Wrong. When you look at this poll about the American dream by race, all of those divisions simply go away. Again, the national average for the number of people who say the American dream is out of reach for them and their family is 18%. 18%. So if America still has a deep, scarring racial divide, you would expect that number for white Americans to be much lower, and you would expect that number for black and Hispanic Americans to be much higher. And for Asian Americans, well, um, we never really hear about Asian Americans for some reason, so we don't know what to think. But in reality, the way the numbers break down by race breaks down the notion that America is a racist nation. 18% of Americans say the American dream is out of reach. Guess how many white Americans say the American dream is out of reach? 18%. Now guess how many black Americans say the same thing? Is it higher or lower? What's your guess? Higher or lower? Nope. It's the same. 18% of blacks say the American dream is out of reach for them. That's the exact same number as white Americans. For Hispanic Americans, 19% say the American dream is out of reach. 15% of Asian Americans say the American dream is out of reach. 18% of whites, 18% of blacks, 19% of Hispanics, and 15% of Asians feel the same way. If America were truly a racist nation, those numbers would be wildly different. Fewer whites would feel pessimistic about their future, and more of the black, Hispanic, and Asian respondents would be despondent. Now, if these numbers are way different from your belief that this nation is a racist cesspool, the message we've been getting since right after we elected the country's first black president, then you can find some evidence to support your preconceptions on this nation's prejudices, if you look at the number of people who say they have already achieved the American dream. 45% of whites and 41% of Asians say they have achieved the American dream, while only 31% of blacks and 32% of Hispanics say they've achieved the American dream. So you're around a 10% difference. But that evens out in the number of people who say they are on their way to achieving the American dream. Nearly 50%, 50, 5-0, 
50% of blacks and Hispanics say they are on their way to achieving the American dream. That's about 10% higher than the national average. If America was a racist nation, that wouldn't be possible. If America were a racist nation, you couldn't have the nation's two largest minority groups feeling like they were on their way to achieving the American dream. If America were a truly racist nation, then at least half of the nation's minorities would say that dream was out of reach. That dream was a mirage. But the dream is real. It's racial division that's a mirage. But if the American dream is real, then what does it look like? What does it mean? What is the American dream in reality? The American Enterprise Institute tried to get to the bottom of that as well. So they asked these same people, what are the essential components of the American dream? They read a list of items and they asked, are these things necessary for the American dream? Do you have to have these things in order to be living it? So they asked, do you have to become wealthy? To live the American dream. Only 16% of Americans thought wealth was an essential component. Do you have to make valuable contributions to your community to live the American dream? Just 35% said yes. Even owning your own home wasn't seen as essential to the American dream by a majority of Americans. 49% said yes, but 51% said no. So what is essential to the American dream? What do you have to have in order to achieve it? Here were the top two vote-getters. 85% of Americans said you need, quote, to have freedom of choice in how to live one's life. 85%. 83% said you need to, quote, have a good family life. The American dream boils down to freedom and family. That's what people are saying today. But you know what? That's not a new idea. You see, people have struggled with the meaning of the American dream for a long time. What does it mean? What is it? Is it money or property or power? No, it's freedom and family. What's more, this shouldn't be a question. What does the American dream mean? Having to ask the question, what does the American dream mean, simply means we haven't remembered why we are here in the first place. Let me prove it to you. Let's look at the preamble to the Constitution. This is the first sentence in the document that creates our current government. And in that sentence, the founders laid out the reasoning, the why, for that government. It says, We the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. Secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. The blessings of liberty. Well, that's the good things that come from freedom. What was the first thing people said you had to have in order to achieve the American dream? Freedom of choice in how to live your life. That's what liberty is. The Constitution was developed to secure the blessings that come from the freedom of choice in how to live your life. What was the second thing people said you needed for the American dream? A good family life, right? Well, that's in the preamble too. Who are we securing the blessings of liberty for? Ourselves 
and our posterity, us and the people who come after us. That's our children and our grandchildren and so on and so on. A strong family. The Constitution was written to secure the blessings of liberty for us and our family. It's all right there, written over 200 years ago. So why is this so hard for so many people to define today what the American dream actually is? Even the American Enterprise Institute survey missed this concept a little bit. You see, one of the things that people could say was essential to the American dream was, quote, to have a better quality of life than your parents. No, that's the wrong way around. The preamble to the Constitution didn't say we are going to secure the blessings of liberty so we could surpass our forefathers. We weren't doing it for them. You don't achieve the American dream if you have a better quality of life than your parents. You achieve the American dream if you're able to provide the blessings of liberty for your children. It's not about you doing better than the generations before you. It's about helping the generations that come after you to have opportunities you never had. If you grew up poor, but your children have never known hunger, you are living the American dream. If you didn't finish high school, but your kids are able to go to college, you are living the American dream. If your children have more freedom and opportunity than you did, then you have secured the blessings of liberty for your posterity and you have achieved the American dream. So far, 40% of us have done just that. Another 40% are on the way. That's amazing news. That's exciting for the future of our nation. Now, if the 80% of us who have achieved the American dream or are on our way to doing so really want to make sure that dream survives for another generation, we may need to do a better job of reaching out to the 18% who think it's out of reach. Not to give them money or to buy them a home or help them retire comfortably. No, those things won't help them achieve the American dream. What we have to do is to show them that they are free and that freedom comes with blessings and that those blessings can be passed down to their children. Only when we are able to help them see that truth will their American dream be able to come true. Thanks for listening. I'm Stephen Parr, and I can still see old glory flying over me. In the first light